At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Check your feelings at the door. Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister. He is Ralph Amsden. Thank you guys for joining us today. And we got a couple questions. First thing, how is Dwayne Wade supposed to work as the Utah Jazz minority owner when he's pro-trans, pro-gay, LGBTQ community, and he's super black. How's that going to work in Utah? Uh, A basketball coach in North Carolina gets into a shootout with the Sinaloa cartel. All right. Um, (laughs) Make it make sense. Uh, The NFL is requiring vaccines for anybody who will be around the players. Brett Favre, he needs to shut up and we need to stop asking our drunk uncle questions. Conservative extremists, they're playing identity politics around mass shootings rather than doing the right thing. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse, 
his crowdfunding, it gets doxxed and canceled or consequences for Liberty University and Jerry Faldwell. And of course, the best of social media. So if you guys want to get a hold of us, obviously you can text us 818-293-7547 or shoot us an email. I'm mad. I am I am M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. Make sure that you tell a friend, subscribe, do all those things to the Right to Wrong podcast, wherever podcasts are found. And listen to me on Pac- on um, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern Time, and then Sundays, Fox Sports Radio, 2 to 5 p.m. But I won't be there this Sunday, though. So, but uh, Ralph... So it was funny because you brought this up and when I saw this morning that Dwayne Wade was going to be a minority owner of the Utah Jazz, I was like, okay, that's cool. I wonder why the Utah Jazz. So they have been bought recently by Ryan Smith and he's changing the way the franchise works. He's changing the way it looks, the way it operates. And my question was, how is this going to work out in the real world? Because this is Utah, and you asked a very valid question. Well, I mean, Utah is not any more or less conservative than any other states that that vote red in any election. So it's it, it's unfair, I guess, to paint them that way, especially if you consider the the region. I mean, Colorado goes back and forth. Arizona's a purple state. Idaho's very conservative. Wyoming's very conservative. Montana goes back and forth. And so it's not like it, it's not like you have this like big liberal stronghold all surrounding Utah and they're so much different um, than everybody else, but they do have an NBA team. And as far as just being out West, they are probably the most conservative area, the, the smallest market as far as having an NBA team that they've supported for a very long time. You know, we people have been joking for 25 years that if there's a um, Greg Ostertag available in the NBA draft, then they're going to draft <laughs> Greg Ostertag, right? Yes. They're going to draft the big white dude. You know, in the last 10 years, has there been any more gut-wrenching moment for the Utah Jazz than Gordon Hayward deciding to 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 leave. Oh, he fit there. City, so. He fit. Yeah. He fit so, everything that they are about. So you've had a couple a very interesting last couple of years in that they have a star. They have a star player in Donovan Mitchell. They got a couple of stars. I know that people can debate whether or not Rudy Gobert is a fit for today's NBA, but when you have somebody who makes multiple all-star teams and you have somebody who wins multiple defensive players of the year, um, you know, they have a duo that is worth watching, right? And Donovan Mitchell um, is young, black, uh, cares about social issues, is outspoken about them, and he's had quite a few run-ins with Utah Jazz fans in trying to kind of change the culture and change the perception and change the team's priorities. And with the transition um, in ownership, I think, was it Larry Miller's widow sold the team? Yeah. Um, With the transition in ownership, there seems to be more openness to that from the top down. Fans are starting to realize like, Hey, we're going on Instagram and bashing our star player. We're going to lose Donovan Mitchell if we're not careful. And then they had that wonderful like uh, matchup with Denver last year in the playoffs. Um, 
you know, I, I think that things are really trending up for the Utah Jazz. I like to make fun of them, and well, uh, I, well, well, I think a lot of other people too. City, how do you think the city is going to take to that? Because these are cities in Utah that close up. Like you can't buy liquor on certain days. Sometimes after certain times, like this is not a like they'll kick you out of BYU for having sex. And especially some of that, some of that nasty, dirty gay sex. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, and, and and Dwayne Wade is pro these things on his Twitter, on his Instagram. He has a son who's trans. I'm sorry, daughter who's trans. Like, I I, I don't even like it. It's Dwayne Wade, right? But there, yeah, Dwayne. But that's Wade gonna some living. kind of way because he said he wants to be hands on. So there's some kind of way that this is going to bleed into like his the things that he cares about and believes that they're going to bleed into the community and i just don't know how they're going to receive that they have no choice at this point Dwayne wade's part of the um part of the utah jazz family he is as pro-black as it gets as far as like black lives matter black opportunity telling black stories supporting black businesses him and, and gabrielle union in conjunction with those things um you know his his daughter is it lives out loud and they support him out loud and that's something that um you know you, you have a, a massive church headquartered in the state of utah that has funded um legislation that that would uh um would make it harder um to live out loud so it's it's you know it, it is going to be an interesting marriage but the one thing and i i love utah jazz slander i think this is a little, little bit more of a serious subject than than the the stuff i like to make fun of the utah jazz for however um i think that they that they have a pretty cool opportunity not necessarily to change who they are change their beliefs or anything like that but to encounter viewpoints that are different than theirs and learn to live in conjunction with those i think that's the best you can hope for you can't just hope for people to 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 change or or completely um reverse course on who they are or what they believe or how they do things overnight but you you we do have to coexist and yeah. it's a lot harder to coexist when you're not actually confronted with things that are different so than what exists within your bubble for tolerance for not necessarily the acceptance, but for tolerance in the state of Utah, because there's some things that that, you know, everybody believes different things. And there are some things that fall within your belief system and you're just like, OK, cool. And then there are some things that fall outside of it. And and some people choose to resist those things and some people choose to tolerate them. So do you think that there will be more acceptance in Utah or tolerance in Utah or 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 push back against it? I think that. Um, I think that you're going to have some people be be who who they are, and I think you're going to have some more open minded people uh, confronted with a, a different perspective and a different way of life that they were already encountering from 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 Don, Don Mitchell. And so um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm certainly interested. And I'm definitely admittedly jealous that uh, um, I would love for uh, Dwayne Wade to be involved with the, the Phoenix Suns ownership and and not have anything to do with the Utah Jazz because I love Dwayne Wade and I hate the Utah Jazz. So, see, see dude, you got to get <laughs> you got to get over that, man. It's it's okay. I mean, the well, Utah Jazz will never fully be be relevant. It's it's fine. Um, 
Oh no, I, I I agree with that. I I make them relevant in my disdain for them. Um, See, but yeah, I I I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get there. I'm never gonna be. The, here's the interesting thing that I think is that when so with Dwayne Wade joining the ownership, so if you look at like how things have changed out out in the world, and I believe that. The cool part about it is that people are allowed to be three-dimensional, four, four-dimensional people, if you will. That, you know, you're breaking that fourth wall, where as an athlete, you used to have to be perfect, buttoned up, all of this. Like, when you look at some of the most successful athletes now, they're themselves. Like, yeah. like you see that they have, like, LeBron. He's got political beliefs. He has ways that he is with with his family. Is he perfect? No, he cusses on TV. He does these things. And I think that that's where, um, where people can understand. They're like, okay, I accept this part of you, but, you know, you know I'm not going to fool with the other part, but the other part is not necessarily objectionable to me. So I'm going to let you be you, and we can still coexist in this other space, in this other lane. Um. Uh, there was a <laughs> Ralph showed me an article. There is a basketball coach who was in Union County. This is in North Carolina. Yeah, in North. No, it's Union North Carolina. Ca- yeah. So yes. So you, Union yeah, County Union, is the school. Union County. Union County is a charter school in Monroe, North Carolina. I'm 15 miles north of Monroe, and Union County cuts the town that I live in, Mint Hill, North Carolina, in half. So I live in Mecklenburg County, which is part of Charlotte, um, because you you tried to send me something the other day, and they it had a Charlotte address on it. So you could write Charlotte on something and send it to me, and it would still show up. And then the other half of Mint Hill is in Union County. So... This is 15 miles south of me, That this story that you're talking about. Yeah. Well, so, technically not, because it actually happened in northern North Carolina, but that's where he was a teacher, was Union Academy in Monroe, North Carolina. So he got in a shootout, him and his buddy, they got in a shootout with the Sinaloa cartel. The Sinaloa cartel from Tijuana, who moves drugs, particularly cocaine all this, they are badasses dude if they want you dead they don't care they will kill you in the middle of the daytime like that that's just what it is so this dude barney harris he died on thursday april 8th and when you first hear it you're like yo he's a basketball coach he got in a shootout with the sinaloa car- cartel he was probably you know a good guy trying to crack down on these streets you know, or had a niece or nephew that was kidnapped. You, you know, like we're in the scene from Taken or something. Like that's what the first thing that came to my mind was. I was like, yo, this dude is bold. He decided to, you know, he was like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm going to go do something about it. Well, that's not what happened. Him and a buddy went to go rob the drug dealers. They held one hostage, executed him, and then ended up in a shootout with the cartel. And he had a bulletproof vest on. And he died. So, yes, I'm not sure if this should be in cancel or consequences or whether we should just be talking about this, because this is a pretty incredible story. Yeah. So I, I definitely learned a lot. Um, I, I don't know if I even would have. I mean, this story was on, on TMZ. It was a bunch of other places, but I don't think I'd have been paying attention as closely if this this high school that he was a teacher and coach. He wasn't just the men's basketball coach he was also the uh, women's and and men's track coach there um 
and him and his brother-in-law went up to, um, I guess like the Northern part of the, the Northern part of the state, Alamance County up by kind of Raleigh and Durham. And they tried to rob cartel drug dealers. I don't know if they knew it was cartel or not. I'm going to have to assume that they knew enough to that. They could go a couple hundred miles away to try to, Rob a, a drug dealer. Robbing drug um, dealers is a bad idea, dude. Mm. <laughs> they, they, they're not. He clearly was not Omar from The Wire, because because Omar used to live through everything. This dude did not make it. I don't know if this is his first robbery or not, but it was a bad idea. Yeah, and it was just a surprise because it's a you know it's a high school basketball coach. You never know what people are doing. Um, you never know what people are doing behind the scenes, but I think what a lot of people asked was like, A, what is the cartel doing in North Carolina? And this story has an uh, an explanation for that, um, that that we're reading is that the current hub, the current hub in the United States for um, the Sinaloa cartel is in Atlanta, Georgia, yeah, of all places. And so basically that's not like, abnormal. And, and, and I'm going to tell you why, <laughs> because there is um, because Atlanta is a place that's kind of it's not central in the United States, but it's, it's got a big enough airport where you have enough stuff come, coming in where you can sneak enough drugs through in, in there. Um, and, and also because they used to only use the uh, port cities, you know, what I mean, where stuff can get shipped there, yeah. fly there. All of that. So you were looking at like New York, Miami, L.A., um, or where you could drive across across the uh, border, that those were the biggest places. But Atlanta also like it's a place where you where people who are black, Latino, white, whoever that distribute drugs, they are all in Atlanta, like or somewhere close to there. And there's reason to be there. You know what I mean? Like it has to be somewhere where it doesn't stick out. You have um, B BMF running around in Atlanta, a bunch of other gangs, Mexican street gangs, all that stuff. Dude, this is the perfect place for them to, to, to operate out of. Right. And I guess because Charlotte is the closest major city North of there that, some of the inroads run through when you're when you're running north. They have stash houses up through. Um, so does that scare on the way you? north? I came from Arizona, so not really. <laughs> I mean, Cause, dude, because in Arizona they be burying people in well, not even burying them, put them in the walls and in, in houses. Right, so, right. The, in Arizona, in Arizona, we were having a good chuckle when Donald Trump was running for president because he's talking about building the 50-foot wall all the way across the Arizona border like the stuff doesn't come through in tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> or like or like ladders and drones don't exist. Like, it's just, it, in, in Arizona, that's part of where it comes through. Like, and Why so do you think it, it is at no that... point was I ever... No, go on. At, at no point were you ever what? At no point when I was living in Arizona was I ever afraid of um, drug trafficking or the crime that necessarily came from it. And I think part of the reason why is because what happens when you cross the border, George? You want to get away from 
from the border, right? Yes. It's just like I would never feel unsafe living next to a prison because what's somebody who escapes from prison going to do? Stick around? No. no. And yeah, so they're trying to get away I, far I away from there as possible. Yeah. So I, I think I get more nervous knowing that I'm 2,600 miles away from the border that I used to live by and that there's still cartel activity than I, than I would be that I was next to the border. And once those people get across the border, they're not trying to hide the drugs right next to the border. They're distributing them throughout the, um, throughout well, the United this. States. I, I don't know. I don't. The, the thing I noticed though, is that people who live further away from borders are more afraid of what goes on at borders. Like if you live on a bordering state, you're like, they don't understand that people come back and forth over the border for work every single day and that this is not abnormal. So it's the people who live further north that are like, oh, my God, the border. It's, it's, it's a disaster. I'm scared of the border. But people who live next to the border are like, you just don't go certain. You know, there are certain things that you do and don't do. But you're not terrified living next to the border. Um, no, next, no, I, yeah. not at all. And the next thing up, the NFL is requiring vaccines for anybody who will be around the NFL players and anybody who's going to be a tier, what they call it, tier one or tier two employee. So that means that if you're going to be handling food, coaches, any PR people who are going to be around the team, any of that, they are mandating vaccinations. And we are in a time where this is weird, dude, because it's it, it, it's like you're supposed to want to be safe. I understand people want to get vac- vaccinated. We just had the Johnson and Johnson vaccine recalled, but we're still mandating vaccinations from companies who have been sued for billions and billions of dollars and paid out lawsuits for things that they did wrong. But we're supposed to, but the NFL is mandating vaccines. I don't like it. Don't like it. What do you think the decision-making on this is being driven by? Because it, it seems to me that the number one factor in the majority of decisions that have been made by private companies that are driven by mass gathering of people, whether it's the concert industry or live sports, it really comes down to having to make a lot of your decisions based on what your liability might be. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and the, the vaccine makers can't, can't be sued. But then also, uh, Cooperstown, which is that big baseball tournament that my kids played in Cooperstown, New York, you go to the, you know, the baseball hall of fame, like it's dope, dude. It's, it is a, it is an incredible experience for all the kids. So if you have a kid who has a, who's like, 11 12 13 who has a chance to go to um to go to Cooperstown do it but there was a team this year who can't go to Cooperstown now and mind you it's like 2800 bucks 24 2800 bucks to go to Cooperstown they can't go because Cooperstown is mandating vaccines for the kids to be able to go and some of these vaccines and the vaccines aren't even recommended for kids um, that that age. So it's weird, dude. 
So I, I don't like that either. And I think we're approaching a time where we are clearly going to have mandated vaccines if you want to do anything and probably for your kids to go to school, all sorts of stuff. We already have that, though. Yeah. What do you, oh, yes. Well, well, that is true. This would, this would just be adding to the list. That's a that's an interesting point because a lot of people aren't necessarily bringing that up, which is we already mandate vaccines for for schools. But there's a lot of pushback surrounding that as well. So I don't know, bro. There is. I I think that um I don't know. I want people to choose to to I want people to make the the healthiest decision and my I got my, my fingers crossed that being vaccinated is that. Um I don't like anything to be mandatory necessarily and I do like avenues to be created by which people who do not believe that they should be mandated to do a certain thing or for health re- reasons have to make a separate decision that they, that there are things that they could opt into. Um, you know, if there were, if there were schools available for people who um, were not opting into to getting vaccinated, where all of those kids could, could go. I know that, you know, charter schools and homeschools are kind of having a moment right now um, that, that possibly we could open up, choice but then you run into like all right well who's going to teach those classes because i think the majority of of, of teachers feel a lot safer um vaccinated and being around vaccinated people so i don't know it's a complicated issue it's- i have a lot of kind of cr- crunchy mom friends who are who were borderline anti-vaccine before any of this stuff ever um ever went down and um, it's not a conversation I like to get into too much, but now we're in a situation where if they tell me I have to get my kids vaccinated in order for, for them to participate in public school, you know, I got three kids that I feel pretty strongly. It's not going to be an issue with, and I have one that I got some questions and yeah. And it's and, vaccines. So um, you never know. Like that's the thing about it is that you never know. There are people that do have vaccine injuries and this shit is so new i'm just like i don't know i'm i'm i i know i know you got poked already um i am waiting i'm oh, waiting I just got her second dose yeah i'm waiting to see what what happens to you crash test dummies um not 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 actually dummies well, i'm saying crash crash tests like that you you guys yeah. are you know you guys are phase phase one you know, I I, I just I, I just want to wait on the uh, on the uh, on the update to the new operating system that came out. Like I want the point two, point three. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel you. If they came out with like a vaccine that was like, like limited edition, though, you'd be all over it. So <laughs> <laughs> I spent four hundred bucks on this just to be like, you ain't up on this. <laughs> yeah uh, that's funny um, but uh <laughs> but they um th- there is sort of an interesting like i don't think people hear themselves when they're talking and they're on separate sides of these issues and i just want to let people know like you kind of sound like each other right like there was there was a, a a large crowd of people who said that there shouldn't have been lockdowns there shouldn't have been government mandated mask updates and they would always cite these statistics. They would say like 98.5% survival rate, um, yada, yada, yada. 
And so there shouldn't be all these mandates for something that has a survival rate um, percentage that high. And a lot of people who disagreed with that, who also happen to probably be in the very pro vaccine uh, group who were for the idea of lockdowns and for the idea of mask mandates are now in an interesting position where I see some of those same people now that they stopped the Johnson and Johnson vaccine um, because of uh, potential links to blood clotting issues. Um, now that they've stopped the Johnson and Johnson vaccine to get a closer look at whether or not it's contributing to the these um, blood clotting issues, you have those same people um, who were who were poo-pooing people saying, well, you shouldn't have lockdowns, you shouldn't have mask mandates because 98.5% survival rate. You have those people now saying, well, it's like 99.5% uh, rate of no vaccine issues. Therefore, uh, we shouldn't be stopping this vaccine. Oh and I, that's, I just- But that's the thing that's it's so not, it's crazy. Not, okay. Right. It's not even that I, and I don't, I don't necessarily disagree, but I just, I'm wondering, like, do you guys see that you sound like each other? No, like they see, don't like, because you, people, people lobby for their own self, self-interest. Ralph, Ralph, you should, you should probably ooh. write that down. You can use it at a later date. Oh, you stealing my phrases? <laughs> Saying them back to me? <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. I just, I am vaccinated my wife i'm half vaccinated my wife is vaccinated i believe it is the best decision and i hope that it's the decision that other people make i'm not trying to push anybody in any certain direction and i'm certainly not saying that to go out and be because some of these skeptics are so goddamn annoying but but when you start to sound like those people when you're arguing with those people you got to listen to yourself. You got to wonder, hey, is there a reason that none of us, that we're all talking and no one's listening? And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. No. Yeah, bro. They, people won't let common sense get in, get in the way of their argument, dude. I thought you knew that already. Um, so the Brett Favre, former Packers quarterback, he is, he won't let common sense get in the way of his argument. And we need to stop letting like listening to our drunk uncle like stop going to go ask him questions this is the same man that said that nfl teams should not draft trevor lawrence number one that they should draft Devonte smith heisman trophy winner number one even though no credit i've on my show on mad dog i've talked to at least 10 nfl draft experts and scouts combined right not one of them has De- Devontae Smith ranked higher than third for wide receivers coming out in this draft. They, all of them have Jamar Chase, number one. And then pretty much all of them have Jay- Jalen Waddle too. A couple of them have like Bateman up there. But De- Devontae Smith, he's slender built. You, you, I mean, your only like comp is like Marvin Harrison that you hope he turns into that. Otherwise he's not going to be big enough to do it. Like it's different in college than it is in the league. And so Brett Favre was talking that madness. Uh, Yeah. You can get a quarterback later in the draft. Uh, You can find one in free agency. What? What? Do you realize it's the hardest position to get? Like, shut up. But anyways, um, he went on, he was on the Andrew Clavin show, which is on the Daily Wire. He said that he believes most fans want sports to remain about sports and not politics. And 
he quote, when I turn on a game, I want to watch the game. I want to watch the players play and teams win, lose, come from behind. I want to watch all the important parts of the game, not what's going on outside the game. And I think the general fans feel the same way. And I'm sitting there like, what in the fuck are you talking about? The games go on like nothing about the games has changed. Like people, uh, they play the games, they score goals, they they're running on the pitch, they they throw balls and strikes, they hit home runs, they catch touchdowns, they block, they run, they shoot baskets, they dunk the ball, they play the game. It's the difference of the press conference that is different. So it's like the these I like people have gotten so mind manipulated. With the idea that sports has changed. It has not. The game is still exactly the same game that you've been watching that you fell in love with. So don't fall for the hype. The game has not changed. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, um, if you stop the, the, the kneeling and the social justice, any of that, that is a symptom. That is a symptom of a problem. That it, it's like pain, right? Is if yes. is, is if I go and I say, oh, man, my my fingers hurting. OK, the question is, how do I stop my, my finger from hurting? I can either take some pain medicine, which may or may not fix the pain. But then after the pain medicine wears wears off. The the actual cause like pain is not causative. It's a symptom. So if you stop the symptoms, you stop all the rest of this stuff. But because politics is always involved in sports. So I don't even understand how he fixes his face to say this. I think he I think he explained himself. I want to go through a couple of these quotes and get get your, your take on them. Um, he said, I know when I turn on a game, I want to watch the game. I want to watch players play and teams win, lose, come from behind. I want to watch all the important parts of the game, not what's going on outside of the game. I think the general fan feels the same way now he's talking about the nfl in particular what do you think about that okay is the people people tune into sports to watch sports uh well duh people of course people tune in to 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 sports to watch sports that's why they're tuned in but but the idea particularly in football right where where people have said oh uh, oh, and one, one of his other quotes, he said, yeah, I know people who've stopped watching. No, you don't. The NFL's viewership is through the roof. Still, they just signed $110 billion worth of deals, most ever in history. So the idea that people are stopping watching sports, it's a lie. It's like the get woke, go broke myth. Nobody believes you. Well, actually, some people clearly do do believe you, but it's not true. Okay. So another thing that he said, um, that I, I think is interesting. He said, I think the, I, I guess the jury is out on whether it will be a good thing or not. I think it's created more turmoil than good. He's talking about kneeling, but, um, something has to unite us and the games are sport in the past have been a unification. Now it's almost like a division. I have some thoughts on this, but what do you think? That, he's misinterpreting how the past has gone like sports has made us confront some very difficult things out in the world. Like when you look at the Mexico city Olympics with John, John Carlos and those guys putting up the fist, 
with the black gloves on. The Vietnam War with Muhammad Ali. The Jackie Robinson, you know, uh, forced us because yesterday was Jackie Robinson Day and today too in Major League Baseball. Forced us to, as a country, have, have the best players participate in the sports. You know what I mean? Like it's and because the best players in a sport aren't participating if all the players like that's like if you take white players out of the NFL, the NFL is not going to be as good. Take black players out. Same, same, same thing. So the idea, though, that that sports has united us is not true. Like it's forced us to deal with things as individually and as a country that we didn't want to deal with, but it forced us to do it. That's the thing I believe. Yeah. The idea of sports as something that unites us is, I think it's, I don't want to say short, maybe short sighted is the right word because it's like partially sighted. It's like you're seeing out of only one eye Um, because the question then becomes who is us? Right. If sports yeah. unites us, who is us? us? Because I'm united with Suns fans, yep. not jazz fans. <laughs> that, that it actually created a division that I didn't even know was there. It yep. created an opportunity for unification in my fanhood. It sports almost functions like war. Like, yeah, sometimes the United States m- m- in a majority fashion unites behind the idea of military action against somebody else. Therefore literally highlighting and creating a division. And so sports uniting us, it's not who is out there besides Rob Lowe in the NFL brand hat saying, yay, go sports. Nobody. People are uh, to steal a phrase from you lobbyists for their own self-interest. Yeah, see, see, look, you're doing you're doing well today, Ralph. Good job. <laughs> yeah, just stealing things that you stole. There, there we go. Um, but I think I think that you can say that sports unites us if you also say that sports very much divides us. Yep, it creates opportunities for um, community and it creates opportunities for division like anything else in life. And so this idea, this almost myth that everybody's united over the idea that they just like football or want to sit down and watch a game um, for, for a lot of people who are sports fans, it it's a good and evil thing. It's a us versus them thing. Um, And so, and and within that division, I think that people forget that within that, there are subdivisions because I can say go because uh, there there are people who like the uh, let the, let's say the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm a Vegas Raider fan, right? Uh, but I don't like those Mexicans that cheer for them. Uh, they get a little bit out of line, you know. Where we we cheer for the same team, or I don't like those white people. I don't like those black people that are Raider Raider fans. So just because you're united about a team. That does not necessarily mean you are like there's a difference between being an 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 ally or your interest just being aligned on this issue. You know what I mean? Like like that doesn't mean right, right. that it's where your interests just so happen to to overlap. Um. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, you you can have a bunch of people that all like pancakes, but it doesn't mean that they agree on 
uh, litany of other of other social issues. And so it's, I don't know. I think the most important thing that Brett Favre said in that interview that, uh, that should be held up above everything else is this quote: "I personally have not had an in-depth conversation with any present player, or for that matter, former players or teammates." It's been talked about more in passing. So this is his opinion. It's based on absolutely nothing. It's based on no research or serious conversations whatsoever. And he fully admits to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See, that's what I said. You're drunk uncle talking, buddy. Stop listening to him. Um, The next thing up, a little, little, little more serious talk which is conservative extremists, they're playing identity politics around mass shootings. And, well, about naming the mass shooters. And mind mind you, we are people who try to call out right right and wrong, no BS, any of that, right? But a lot of times, you know, People are unwilling to call out people who they think that are on the same team with uh, them. And we use the word conservative. Well, I use the word conservative extremist as opposed to just the word conservative because I am conservative. But I that doesn't mean that I like I think that that we, we talked about it on a previous podcast. Go back and listen about how the word conservative has been hijacked by extremists. So we're talking about extremists here, conservative extremists. And Ralph, so you, so you can tell them what you had to say about this. Well, first of all, I'm extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> of course right now, you are. And like the, I just, I've, I just feel like we're walking the ledge a little bit. Um, because he, here's what I'm referencing. The, there's like a commentator economy of, um, people who have made conservatism their online brand, right? Yeah. So if you're on Twitter and you and I are both very online all the time, you've got your Candace Owens, Jack Posobiec, Mark Cernovich, Matt Walsh, Cassandra Fairbanks, some of the other guy, oh Dinesh D'Souza. Like these are the um, these are the conservative accounts who every single time an issue in America starts to trend, all tweet what is some variation of the same exact thing. And there's a there's a liberal Twitter economy as well. And it's like the Dr. Eugene Gu, the um, Krasenstein brothers, like that that appear in the replies of like every Charlotte Climber. Like that, that it's like both sides have this thing. Um, Brooklyn dad. I'm I'm impressed how many people that you can name. Like, and I bet you you can name more if I actually gave you two more minutes. Oh my God. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No. So the idea that like any single, any time that a topic begins to trend, you have the people who have a basic need to stay relevant. Therefore they need to comment on that topic, especially if it's in a political arena and especially if it can be skewed red or blue and conservative commentator economy, Twitter, or, or as you say, the conservative extremists or um, however you want to put it, 
they all they just all tweet the same exact thing, just phrased differently, and it drives me nuts. Okay, now because and, it's and and now say what that is about mass shootings. Right. So there was a mass shooting last. Last night, there's been a mass shooting every 15 minutes for the last since Columbine in this country. That graphic is horrifying that you just put up on the screen. Mass shootings in the past month, um, left coast, right coast, middle of America, Boulder, Colorado. It it's horrifying. Yeah, but no, it's the liberal run run cities, right, Ralph? Ah, uh, yes the 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 liberal run city. Of, yeah, no, I, of Dallas, Texas. I, I, Tuscaloosa. I don't know, dude. This is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, I don't, Norfolk, Virginia. I don't know. Um, so he, here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, all of conservative commentator Twitter, after this shooting at a FedEx plant, um, last night that that so far has has killed eight people instead of expressing remorse for the families instead of searching out gofundmes or ways to pray or ways to contribute even stuff that stays away from stuff that you know that they'd be on one side or the other of when it comes to like gun legislation and things like that just respect and compassion and empathy for people who are victimized by a murderer right instead of that Everybody on conservative commentator Twitter is focused on, on whether or not the media is going to take its time naming the shooter because their theory is if you take your time naming the shooter, it's a person of color. And if you don't, if you rush to get the name out there, if you're excited to spread the name, it's the white person so that they can speak myth of white supremacy. And it just – it really disgusted me today because a lot of people are dead and people are so insensitive and so numb to that fact that they just immediately go into the political game and the political oh, spin like machine. When, it, it's like when a person get gets shot and they immediately start to no-angel him. They're like, oh, wait, he smoked weed in eighth grade. Nope, absolutely not. He he had a warrant for, for his arrest for, you know, for a failure to a- appear. And you're like, what? That doesn't mean that you Which should is get a dumb, shot. It's the dumbest thing in the world because when you're in a when you're a, a junior high student or early in high school and you read Romeo and Juliet and they tell you this is the classic example of a tragedy, the definition of tragedy is something that could have been avoided. That's it. So, of course, there's a million reasons why you're talking about, like, uh, there's a police shooting that's trending right now of a 13-year-old who was out at 2 in the morning on, like, a Monday. And, like, that is tragic, period, end of story. And when you say the word tragic or you use the word tragedy, the implication is, is that it could have been avoided. Tragedy for all involved. This could have been avoided. And then what you have to examine in your own heart and your own self is what can we do to make sure these things actually do get avoided? Some people believe it's through legislation. Some people believe it's through better parenting. One thing that it's definitely not through is trying to get retweets. The yep. end. Yep. And that, but, that, that, that stuff just drives me nuts because we don't have any compassion for the victims of this stuff. We're just trying to score points. Well, and then. But I'll ask you this. Do they have okay. a point? Do they have a point, George? 
since they since they decided that it was so important to ignore the victims of this shooting to come out and make that point, do they have a point? Is the media more excited when it's a white person who does one of these 50 million mass shootings that happen every eight minutes? Uh, I would say on some level, yes. And, and I think that that's because people in general want there to be an admission that 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 terror that it's terrorism that it's domestic terrorism that it's not you know what i mean that it's not just you know oh it's a shooting by a crazy person no that this is domestic terrorism because you would label it that if it were a muslim or a black person or whoever doing it that's that's where i think that the excitement from it it stems from which I do believe that that they're right on some level, but I think that it's due more to that than it is to anything else. But I think that we've gotten to a point where like the, um, you know, Democrats, Republicans, liberals, uh, con- conservatives, extremists on both sides. I think we've gotten to a point where it's like a bad marriage where like, or when you hate somebody so much or are bothered by them, anything that they do will 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 bother you. They can blink, they can breathe, whatever it is is going to frustrate you and irritate you, and you can't see any good in them at all. And I think that that's where we are right now. Um, Politics Twitter is like one long perpetual divorce proceeding, and I'm over it. Yep. Uh, your boy, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's not Ralph's boy. <laughs> um, sorry. Shock, shock, shock value. Just wanted to make, make sure you weren't asleep over there, Ralph. Uh, so I'm Kyle Rittenhouse. awake now. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, the, uh, shooter, he shot in Kenosha, right? Um, I believe, yeah, I believe yeah. so. I and believe he, so. In response he, to. Jacob Blake. Yes. And he shot all those people and they just so happened to apprehend him without shooting him. Uh, Unbelievable. He was, he was armed, but they still didn't, didn't kill him. But anyways, um, you were, you were telling me about that. So there's a Christian quote unquote Christian crowdfunding site, which we talked about on this podcast too, ironically, uh, that was raising money for his defense and they were getting shut down by some platforms. And we thought, and we talked about it here, and I think our conclusion was, was that he should have, they should be able to have the right to crowdfund for him. But these private companies also have a right to limit who or what they crowdfund for. So I so we felt like that it was, you know, kind of one of those both type of issues. But tell them what 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 happened now with his crowdfunding people getting doxxed. Okay, so the website that was being used to help contribute to Kyle Rittenhouse's legal defense, which any American citizen is entitled to, um, was called Give Send Go. And on this website, you have an anonymity feature that you can use to kind of like if you've ever uh, contributed to a GoFundMe and you don't want your name to show up. You just want it to be dollar amount and anonymous. Yeah. Um, But uh, unfortunately for these people, 
um, they attempted to conceal their identities using give, send, goes anonymity feature, but their identifying details were preserved by the website, which was hacked. And that data was leaked to journalists. And that data includes police officers and serving politicians who actually use their work email, which creates an immediate ability to identify who they are in order to um, make contributions to um, Kyle Rittenhouse. So there was, he ra- and, and again, he raised almost 590000 dollars. One donation for $25 um, was made anonymously, but the associated email address was Sergeant William Kelly, who is the executive officer of internal affairs at the Norfolk Police Department in Virginia. And the comment associated with that was, God bless, thank you for your courage. You've done nothing wrong. Um, And it also said every rank and file police officer supports you. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Another That's, one, that, uh, dude. Was a, they're supporting a fucking vigilante who went out and shot people in the streets, dude. If if black people went out and did this, brown people went out and did this every single time that they were uh, upset or they didn't feel like. Imagine if black people had ran up in the Capitol shooting freaking people in the Capitol. How would that have gone, Ralph? Not well, um, but I, this so this goes back to the thing that we talked about earlier in the show that people don't hear themselves. They don't hear when they sound like somebody else, because earlier this week, a 13 year old that was out at two o'clock in the morning, potentially in possession of a firearm who did follow in the end police commands, ended up getting shot and killed uh, by a police officer. He it was did a 13 not have a, year old a and weapon, at least at the time that, that he was shot at the time that he was shot. No. Um, but in that event, people are saying, what is a teenager doing out late at night with a firearm? That's what people are saying to justify this police encounter that ended in the death of a child. Right. Those same people tend to be people who support Kyle Rittenhouse, a child out late at night with an illegally obtained firearm in a city that wasn't even his. People don't hear themselves talk. They don't hear themselves. And so I don't know that, but there, I mean, there are people, there's uh, Huntsville, Alabama city employee, um, Keith Silvers who dropped a hundred dollar donation. Um, Michael Crossley, an engineer at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, um, dropped a donation. There's, you know, the, the, and so the, this stuff leaked. And then you, ha- you have a lot of, like, people who are in charge of law enforcement. And, and there are a lot of people who look at this and say, like, yeah, yeah, it makes sense now why the police didn't do anything about the kid with an illegal firearm who was out there playing vigilante in the middle of the night. Yep. Yep. And we're supposed to believe that like this just goes into the I was talking about it on on my show last night on Mad Mad Dog because we had a police officer call in and I was saying that um, and he talked about how his great grandfather was protecting Jackie Robinson. Like he was one of the security that was hired to follow him around and the hate and the vitriol that he was met with for doing his job properly. And 
But we have seen time and time again where police officers lie. They don't do the right thing. They are human beings. And the idea that citizens should be looked at as uh, liars and that police officers should be looked at as doing the right thing all the time, that, that's, a f that's wrong. Especially when we have seen so much evidence to the contrary. That doesn't mean that there aren't a ton of good police officers trying to do the right thing. It just means that it needs to be easier to remove the bad ones like qualified immunity and the way that they have to be put on leave and 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 all of this stuff. You know what I mean? So it's so it's it's crazy, dude. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER So uh, the next thing up, it is time for 
cancel or consequences. Cancel or consequences right now. Do we need to cancel Cancel. or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. Uh, So, Ralph, for cancel or consequences, the first thing is you found an article about Jerry Faldwell. So you can tell everybody who he is and what and what happened. Jerry Falwell Jr. is uh, the son of an American televangelist um, back when that was a really big deal. Uh, And he founded Liberty University, which went from a private Christian school to a a university that is considered to be – Oh, not like not on the level as far as like religious um, um, alternatives like BYU or Notre Dame or something like that. But it's it's a big deal. And sports have helped kind of take them to the forefront. They compete at the Division One level. They have a former SEC head coach as their uh, football coach. Their basketball team is good. Um, a lot of people who live in the eastern United States go to Liberty to get a Christian slash liberal arts um, education. They bring in a lot of, uh, of speakers and their founder, Jerry Falwell Jr. is very involved in politics, huge Donald Trump supporter um, and, uh, and everything like that tends to make the news a lot with his opinions on things. And he recently was forced to resign from his post at Liberty University um, because it came out that his wife had a relationship with their pool boy um, that he was aware of and that he helped fund. Yeah. Um, all very bizarre. But then Jerry Falwell Jr., after he was forced out, turned around. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of, every single time someone like anything about any voyeurism comes out and people like tag Jerry Falwell Jr. in the tweet, I laugh. And I feel bad for laughing at somebody else's issues. But um, yeah, uh, it, it's always fun. So, but Jerry Falwell Jr. actually sued Liberty University over his being pushed out. Uh, Liberty University's turned around and sued him back. A civil lawsuit uh, seeking tens of millions of dollars in damages as if they are a business. Um, And the complaint says that that Falwell crafted a well-resourced exit strategy from his role as president and chancellor in the form of a lucrative 2019 employment agreement while withholding the damaging information that he knew about from the evangelical school about a personal scandal that would explode into public view the following year. So he basically revamped his contract to say that if I get the boot, I get paid when he knew that there was a pretty good opportunity that he was going to get the boot. That's what uh, Liberty University is alleging. Um, They said that um, he furthered the conspiracy of silence and negotiated a 2019 employment agreement that contained a higher salary. Um, And so they're trying to get that back and more. Um, And, and he got a lot of money from, from Liberty University. Um, they want 350,000 in punitive damages, 10 million in, in uh, compensatory damages, and um, definitely, uh, definitely an interesting case of a college suing their former chancellor and president. I don't know if I've seen anything like this um, before. Yeah. 
Dude, this is absolute craziness. So did so did Jerry Falwell, did he get canceled or did he get consequences with this lawsuit right here? This uh this feels like I always feel like civil action maybe isn't always as black and white consequences. Um, this is a school trying to get its its money back. I don't think there's a good guy here, is there? No, no, there's not really a good guy here, but there is one worse guy. And that's, and that's I mean, but see, here's the thing is, is that Jerry Falwell, right? that he was doing stuff in the privacy of his own home. Like he didn't do anything illegal, right? I guess not, but I'm sure that they had some type of moral clause as a, as a religious university. That's a violation of a regulation that that's a regulation, not a, not a law, which is something completely different. So, you know, he's just, you know, he's, he's like, God told me to come as I am. I came as a freak. So, that's right, where- so, so who, so, so who had it worse then? Jerry Falwell Jr. getting forced out as Chancellor of Liberty University for being part of like a cuckold relationship, or Katie Hill, former Congresswoman out of California who just was recently elected and resigned for being part of like a a, a thruple, and her former husband posting revenge porn? Do you, do you, do you see those two things as the same? No, like deceiving the public. Well. Okay, so see the difference is is that Hills Hill never says she wasn't part of a thruple. You know what I mean? The the husband posting revenge porn that he brought this on on himself. Where where Falwell he got snitched on by the by the pool boy. I think that's a different sit, whole set of circumstances. Um, yeah. I mean, I just I feel like I don't know. Falwell did sue Liberty, and so it made sense to me that they'd sue him back. But he dropped the case in December. Nobody ever heard hey, about that. So hey, they like so yo, for them to turn around and hit him back like this, yeah. Hey, now, hey, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Two bad guys. They're like, oh, oh, sue me. Oh, you can't. Oh, uh, it's it's like that DMX song. Hey, if it's fuck me, then you know it's fuck you, <laughs> like like that. Um. The next, I guess, but like my whole thing is Liberty stood by him after those photos leaked of him on a yacht with an alcohol in his hand and his zipper down. And then all of a sudden, they're going to turn around and sue him and be like, Hey, you didn't tell us you were a dog. (laughs) (laughs) They like, Yo, okay, we can get past the drink. We all have, we all got a picture of us drinking on a boat. You know what I mean? Doing it with the pants down. We, you know, we were trying to live vicariously through you, Pippin. Um, all right. Uh, the next thing that we have for cancel or consequence. So Ralph is always at the center of controversy or his hometown. And his hometown was in the news because explain to us what happened with the finger in the driveway. <laughs> are you gonna make me explain it or are you yes, gonna play the yep, video? Yep, this is this is your hometown. You gotta own it, homie. Okay, so uh this is a couple of neighborhoods over from where where I used to live uh, up until two weeks ago. Maricopa, Arizona, in the middle when I say in the middle of the desert, 
I mean it. It's 20 miles south of Phoenix. You have to go through 16 miles of uninhabited, sparsely inhabited Gila uh, River Indian Reservation. About as many wild horses as there are people before you even get to this town, which kind of looks like a military base. Um, and there's 50,000 people that live there and about 20,000 of them are, are seasonal um, uh, people, older people or Canadians who come and go with the weather. Um, but it's it's definitely growing. It's it's an exploding town. It's more affordable than than the, the Phoenix area. So a lot of people who don't mind the drive or who work remotely, they, they live out there. And um, and this story that that popped up on on my feed uh, earlier today was of a, a woman who uh, or a woman, a man who went out in the morning and saw that they had had two tires popped and a, there was a finger on the ground and a trail of blood leading to their neighbor's house. So immediately they're like, okay, somebody slashed their tires, cut the finger off in the process, left the finger, and then left the trail of blood as evidence. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, apparently they had a get together at their house, had a little kickback. The neighbor showed up, was being obnoxious. They told him to go home. It got physical. He came back later that night and cut his own fingers off trying, <laughs> trying to slash their tires. And the news report they put together, this woman who got her tires slashed is just laughing this man who cut his finger off and it is the literal death definition of insult to injury. Yep. Dude, this is a case of like you. So, so, so is this can't cancel or consequence? I think this is absolutely a hundred percent consequence. It feels like it's always consequence. I mean, you're, you're trying to pop somebody's. You're trying to buy. You're trying to vandal. So how do you cut your own? Question. How do you cut your finger off? Were you using a mach a machete? That's a great. Okay, so practically, how would you think that? Because it's you it's had like, to be. All right, so I'm showing my finger on the screen right now. He cut half his index finger, not the tip. Half. He cut you his cut index finger bone, in half. Dude. That means you have to. Like it doesn't. To anybody who's ever popped anything, you don't need a giant machete to freaking pop a tire. You a basic steak knife will do the job. So here's my theory. They must have used so much force in it. It's a tire. So you're probably like kneeling down to get leverage. It wasn't even the first tire he popped. So he popped the tire, moved on to the next tire. My guess is it's dark, right? It's the middle of the night. I'm assuming he put a hand on the tire. Oh, to brace himself, yes. kneel down, put a hand on the tire, and then raise the knife up, maybe left hand, right hand, whichever is his dominant hand, tried to come down into the tire. And I, I'm, I'm assuming oh, that that's, that's how you take your own. Because how else would you – I've been thinking about this all day. Like would you – would it be holding it by the blade? Would it slip? I don't think anything creates enough force to cut your finger clean off. But yeah. I don't know. The thing – I don't – I don't know if you have the video, but like the thing that cracks me up the absolute most is that she hits him with a pun at the end of the video and then laughs. And that's just going to be on the news forever that she laughed at this man. Yep. Well, hey, hey, you shouldn't have been around there trying to pop pop off tires. Listen, listen, com com comply. Don't you don't lose a finger.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Um, now it is time for the best of social media. Now, 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 now. here's the best of social media. Uh, today we got a couple really good things up for you guys. Um, first thing is this is hilarious. So, and it actually started a debate on my Twitter because people were wondering if this was even a real video. Good morning. I need to wash my car. Oh 
dude. Okay, so if you were in that situation, would you run or would you chuck the bobcat? Which guy are you? Uh, I got a. I got a. I gotta say that I'm I'm going after the Bobcat. I, I, come on, man! You can't. This guy is making us look bad. This guy, I don't like. I'm now. We're all in this position of like, of, of now. Now our now our wives need to know who we are, right? Like, <laughs> oh, you fine. Then why don't you go put yourself in that position? You want to go put yourself in that position? We'll find out who I am. Um, but I'm. Come on now. I so my I'm I'm kid you not my grandfather told me a story when I was very young when he was a land surveyor before he settled w- uh, with his wife in Sheridan Wyoming where I was ultimately born which is where his youngest daughter was born who's my mother um, that when he was a land surveyor that their camp got attacked by a rabid bobcat and he took a swing at it like Ken Griffey Jr. with a shovel and killed it on contact. He was always so proud of himself for defending his work crew. I don't think his family was there. I think it was his work crew from a bobcat. And now that I see this video and I see how big a bobcat actually is, I'm like, well, I guess that's not that impressive. My grandfather didn't grab it with his bare hands and chuck it across <laughs> his lawn, <laughs> drop the F-bomb and threaten to shoot it. Dude. Uh, I thought that was impressive. I thought it was impressive. He acted immediately, decisively. He was freaked out, but he defended his wife, defended his family. But people questioned whether that was true, that it was whether it was staged. And I was like, bro, there's nobody that would stage that video knowing that Peter would go crazy for him throwing a bobcat, for him throwing an animal. They probably already still are on him. Oh my God, he tried to hurt the bobcat. He threatened to kill the animal. We should pro- prosecute him for attempted murder, making making terrorist threats against an animal that tried to attack him. All right, all right, make it make sense. So wait, in that situation, you're holding a bobcat. You realize it's a bobcat. He said, it's a bobcat out loud. Let's assume that in that situation, you're holding a bobcat out in front of you and you have your wits about you. What's the right move there? He probably should have suplexed the thing, right? Yes. Yes. He Instead of he chucking sh- it down, he should have chucked it straight down. I mean, instead of chucking it far, like trying to shot put it, he should have went straight down because down may have injured it or scared it enough where it's like, I mean, because you, you weren't going to kill it because cats fall out of freaking 10-story buildings and live. So it, it probably would have lived, but just the idea that he would have been like, whoa, whoa, like, let me, no, I don't want to mess with this dude. This dude is Tiger King. How, <laughs> I don't know, a delicate way to ask this question. That guy had a, I'm assuming he had a, a pretty decent night that night. Oh, what? Hell yeah, man. You you already know, man. If 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 Mama Bear could give him another baby baby bear, bro, he probably left enough baby batter in there to make a whole clan. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying they probably ate at his favorite restaurant. I don't know what you're talking oh. about. Oh yeah, 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 right. All right. Oh, uh, here's the next best thing from social media. Aaron Donald there was speculation that he was going to be, we saw a dude's eye busted all up that we showed on the last podcast after supposedly getting in a fight with Aaron Donald. 
Now, are you ready to apologize, Ralph? What did I tell you? I said I would bet my next check that that Aaron Donald did not hit him unprovoked. And now it appears Aaron Donald didn't even touch the dude. He tried to break up the fight after the guy tried to hit him with with the bottle. So are you ready to apologize? Yes. Where are you getting the bottle thing from? Uh, Is there some context that came out? Uh, so did that was from Lindsay Theory's Twitter, who's pl- plugged in with the Rams. Okay, someone tried to hit Aaron Donald with a bottle, and then a, like the, the entire people. universe whipped his ass. Yes. Oh, it was the people. It was everybody. Yes, yes, yes. it was. The, it was the people. Yeah, that guy got stomped by everyone but Aaron Donald. Like oh, I might have here's been the, here's the video. Aaron Donald's trying to break everybody up, and then his friends usher him out like, like, no, 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 protect the money. Protect the money. There are cops around. Protect the money. And then they still getting in free shots on, on, on homeboy. And the police or security, whoever that is in the bulletproof vest, are like, nah, we not, we not getting, getting involved in that. You 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 and your own job. Ooh. There's way too many witnesses for this lawsuit to ever become anything i mean maybe, maybe he was hoping that there wasn't security video and he's trying to get a, pay, a quick payout yep 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 Got to be more to be careful fair, buddy you asked me you asked me if like a universe existed in which i could believe that it was possible that aaron donald punched a dude in the face unprovoked um, and i said there's not a universe that exists anything could happen nope there's not a universe that exists that that that, that could right. happen all right. I will give you this. He would have looked worse than he looked in that, that picture if Correct. he got punched by Aaron Donald. Correct. Because he would have punched him more than one time. It would have been a disaster. And uh, he would have hit his head. He would have had a donut head. There would have yes. been a, a hole through his face. He plays with knives. He trains with knives with somebody trying to attack him with knives while he's playing, while he's quote unquote training for football. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'll die for this. Um, now, here he would, is. What you're saying is he would have done a much better job slashing that woman's tires than her neighbor did. Absolutely. Um, Here's the next best thing on social media. Our final thing is this is me and Ralph as fathers. Dad throwing (laughs) bricks at a kid. Oh, God, I can't. Dude, I'm, I'm ordering some of these bricks. I'm ordering some of these bricks and I'm doing this with my with my nine year old, dude. Absolutely. And I'm going to chuck them at the baby, except for I'm not going to tell Denisha. And she's just going to see say, me. You're going to throw him at Roman. He, you can throw him at Roman. He's going to whoop your ass. <laughs> like, your baby is serious. He's not trying to dodge. <laughs> they might try to go, go fight me. <laughs> the funniest thing about that video, the funniest thing about that video, besides like it blowing up all over social media, is if you freeze frame the very beginning of the video, okay. you can see teeth marks. So first of all, you know it's not bricks because they would have smashed into that fence a lot. Oh, right there, you're you're right. The, vi- the like, and if you've ever had foam toys for your kids, you know they bite them. Yes. Dude, that is a hundred percent it. And I am literally on my on my phone right now ordering trying to get foam blocks. Foam foam bricks, bro. Yeah. 
Oh wait, hold up. These are these are kind of expensive. It's it's kind of <laughs> dude. It's like seven seventy bucks for a uh, for like a twenty five piece foam brick set. Nah, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm seventy seventy bucks. Nah, that's not as much. Actually, but but then it those is cheaper have, to throw real bricks. It's cheaper to throw real bricks at your kid. Yeah. So hey, man. That'll that that'll get them better at sports. Hopefully, they don't get hit in the hit in the noggin. Um, you guys are listening to Reister or wrong. Um, we're probably Reister, but if not, absolutely leave a comment. Shoot us an email. I'm mad at unafraidshow.com or text us 818-293-7547. Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.